I've, I've added 30,000 followers in the past 30 days. I've reached a million accounts and 950,000 of those accounts weren't following me before. This is the Other People Podcast with Paula Hathaway and Ray Ray. Yes. So, Tim, thank you so much. We're just on. We're just on. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. We thank really you do. Yeah. Absolutely. Cheers. 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 All right. So, internationally acclaimed artist, photographer. Yeah. Director. Yep. Creative consultant. Yep. Father. Yep. Husband. Yep. What else? What did we miss? Rabble rouser. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways to define a human being, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, what are those? Are those are those are um, titles? I guess earned. Yeah. And and acquired. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just a human being, really. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all just human beings. So I guess True. that. It's really the only thing that really matters is we we come out and we go we come out as humans and we leave as humans and everything else Try in to, right? is, <laughs> is defined by external forces i guess so, yeah um, absolutely. I, don't know, I, I, I have a hard time with that with definitions you know like yeah. um and like international artists like <clears throat> what, what who somewhere in some article somebody called me that yeah you know what i mean internationally acclaimed like what, what does that mean I mean, somebody in another country said that you were cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. That's I'm, a, big, I'm big in Germany. I'm yeah. big in Japan. I'm there like you go. Hasselhoff. That's oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so when does the album drop? Tim? Exactly. Let's exactly. do this. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. awesome. Um, yeah, but that that is kind of it. It's like everybody. Th- this is a little bit of the premise: is everyone somehow is defined by whatever our output is, you know, sure. and what what gives us currency, sure. and and what we're trying to do is show people that it doesn't have to be some nine to five, whatever you can actually blaze your own trail. A hundred percent. And you know, all these things like, like I never set out to photograph the Chinese Olympic team for their, uh, you know, Olympic country campaign, right? Yeah. Go to China and photograph the best athletes in China. Like, cause if they didn't have a Chinese photographer that, that could do that. Right. Yeah, so they bring in some dude from a little beach town in Encinitas, California, that has never marketed a single thing in China, right? Yeah. Has never, has never, you know, tried. I never tried to get a job in China, but somehow, like, you know, I find my way there doing that, doing very like high-powered, exclusive, you know, high-visibility campaign, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. The reality of it is, is that all I really focused on was making really cool shit, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't focus on anything else other than doing the best I could to get people's attention with my craft. Mm-hmm. And I let everything else work itself out because I knew that if I could make the best product in the world, that the world would want that. Yeah. And every, like, I constantly, everybody's like, well, how'd you you know, how'd you break through and how'd you get noticed and how do you get clients and like, and, and I, and, and there's no secret. The secret is make, 
be distinct and make really cool shit and everything else will take care of itself, right? If you're yeah. the best at making people pay attention, then, then you're going to be successful. Like people will find that's a, that's, that's value. And people want to tap into that because they want other people's attention. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, what inspires your, your work? I think my work is, is just that, is that I like to create things that make people stop and think. And when you create like someone else, you're not really making people stop and think you're actually reinforcing noise. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, if you talk just like another person talks, like no one's going to pay attention to you because they've heard that voice before. Yeah. Right. But if someone comes into a room and is like, hi, I'm Bob. <laughs> and you're like, you're Bob. Yeah. yeah Bob. How's it going, yeah. Bob? Like, you're, you're going to be like, no. Do you remember Bob? He's the Bob. Bob. Yeah. Like, he's you might the not Bob. like his voice and his yeah. voice might drive you crazy. But you, but you remember it. Bob. Mm -hmm. And if, and if you needed, an interesting voice for a radio show you'd be yeah. like there's this guy bob <laughs> right and yeah. that's what people forget in the visual arts is they all try to chase and be like somebody else mm -hmm. and very and the people that are just them and concentrate on being them mm -hmm. and concentrate on creating what's instinct to them what their instincts are those i f are the are the people that leave mm -hmm. yeah. and everybody else just follows and sure. everybody else copies and steals and imitates with the attempt to dovetail off other people's success. Mm -hmm. But I call that chasing your tail. Like by the time you have, by the time you've caught up to what I'm doing, I'm doing something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I'm inspiring in another way because other people are talking like me. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause they hear me talking and they're like, Oh, that's the voice that we need to speak in because that guy's getting all the work. And if I talk like him, I'll, I'll be heard, you know? And when I start to see that, right. When my, when my voice becomes saturated, I move on to another voice. Yeah. Right? That's unique and different because I start to see one, I get bored of doing the same thing over and over yeah. again for a certain period of time. But then I, but then I see, Hey, people aren't paying attention anymore. So I got to find another way to communicate. Yeah. And so that's really, um, that's really just been my secret all along is like just to be distinct and disruptive. And, and, you know, when the, when, the, when everybody's swimming upstream mm -hmm. this way, I'm going to be like, I'm taking this yeah, you know, tributary and figuring out what's at the end of it. And I'm not going to worry about whether or not there's gold at the end of that river. I'm going to worry <laughs> about whether or not like my work is, is unique because if it, if it is unique, there'll be gold. And yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was going to kind of point on that. I was like, you don't hesitate to, you know, be very vocal in your own views, but you're also getting commercial work where people would be afraid to not get commercial work. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I might've blown up my career here recently, but, but, um, <laughs> you know, that, that again, that on that, on that, end of it it's probably it probably is is um partially that i think that the commercial photography industry is doomed to begin with <laughs> and and i feel like that it's a product of its own failures and and it's a product of a democratization of 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 creativity which which is kind of like a devaluation of creativity because yeah. 
so many creators are out there and 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 the more creators the more price pressure you know supply and demand market economics you know and mm -hmm. and you know people there are infinite youtube has made an infinite number of talented technically proficient you know capable photographers mm -hmm. so when a brand goes out to try to find a photographer there's no shortage of people that they can choose from on that on that note with there's no shortage then they have great leverage over price because they dangle opportunity and mm -hmm. exposure in front of young artists and that are very talented because they've <clears> learned <throat> everything that they needed to learn from from youtube right and you know i came from a generation where you actually had to like apprentice and craft and like mm -hmm. really seek knowledge because it wasn't just wasn't readily available, available. yeah and the tools were much more cumbersome, much more difficult, took more money, effort, and time, you know, to be good. You know what yeah. I mean? The cameras were, were, the cameras are one-tenth of what they are now, right? And, you know, to capture, you know, certain scenes 20 years ago, you couldn't do it like yeah. the way that you can now. You can just show up and shoot now because the cameras and the light sensitivity of the chips and the digital imaging and the post-processing and all these things are insane. You yeah. know, like I look back at work I created 20 years ago that was like the top of the level and realize like, man, that took me, you know, $20,000 worth of gear and production and lighting and all this stuff to make this scene look real. And now I could go out with my $3,000 DSLR and make that same picture yeah. in, in, you know, minutes compared to hours. And people are just like, click, 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 and click, 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 And so, yeah. so the, you know, the, the, the tools have advanced, the technology has advanced, the support system has advanced. It's made it a lot easier to create something that is magical and grabs attention. And therefore that's driven price, right? Yeah. So I feel like I'm on the tail end of the, of you know, I don't think that I could have the lifestyle that I have today if I if I was starting now, right? On one end, there's more channels and there's more opportunity for for um, media. You know, like mm -hmm. you can you there's way more outlets, there's way more places for your work to be seen. Without but with people. that also yeah. comes a devaluation because mm -hmm. people the permanency of media is much shorter, right? Like mm -hmm. before, my images and the content I would create would live on billboards and bus stations and outdoor displays that would go up and would be up for months because the cost of putting it up was actually printing. And, you know, now they're digital billboards and they're up for five seconds, you know, yeah. as they flip to the next piece of content. Right. And so this value of like the, what goes into the production and its output is, is being limited. And so, you know, I think with that comes a devaluation. So I think like overall, the 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 life i live i'm not sure it's so possible anymore you know do I mean? you think that there's less um gatekeepers though in in that like the it's democratized in a way that oh yeah, yeah most people can do that but also there's less people in your way to do it uh, but 100 yeah. percent. but at the same the, time like if if there's if there's a million talented photographers right mm -hmm. like versus there are a thousand talented photographers right that's a hundred yeah. x difference of of pricing leverage yeah right there are so many talented people out there that are so good and so hungry that it's really hard like i'm definitely i've moved into a different sort of vertical 
because I saw that writing, you know, like I moved into a fine art world um, and really pushed myself to, to diversify my, my revenue stream because I saw that I saw what was happening is that even though I'm better and better and better, my clients are better and better, my work is better and better, everything I do, my exposures, more people knows me better, all, everything I'm doing is moving forward, right? And I'm, I'm thinking back over a five-year span, but I'm making less money. Mm. <clears throat> and everybody else is making more money, crew, you know, cost of equipment, all these other things. But mm -hmm. the job, like the price, my pricing isn't changing, right? Because there's this price pressure and where, where my jobs get squeezed is not in the budgets of my assistants and my stylists and all these other people because they're actually making more money. Mm -hmm. I'm making less, mm -hmm. right? Because my price gets squeezed. And I'm like, what other industry, what other, you know, skill set, if, if you're better, you're in higher demand, your, your uh, work is, is better, you're more efficient, you're more of an expert, and, you're, and you're, your margins are shrinking, right? That ought to tell you something. And that's not just me. Like, yeah. that's all my colleagues. That's everybody in the industry that I talk to. That's the reality is like, hey, this is, this is a problem. Across creatives, just Across in general. Creatives. Yeah. Across you look at musicians, in you look anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a buddy who's a six time Grammy winning recording artist who used to make a million dollars a year off of, off of record sales. You know what I mean? He makes pennies now off of his records he said it, the only place he makes money is doing shows yeah like wow. actually touring right he's got yeah. eight million spotify's listeners and it's not even a revenue stream oh yeah right like you know and he lives on a sailboat to save money you know what i mean That's like crazy. how is that you know so so with that has become and and this kind of gets to something that i'm doing a lot of right now and i see as clear as day is like this is like Streaming music is like what AI is going to do to visual imagery, right? Like, yeah. like streaming music made music basically free for everyone. You right. know, I've never, I haven't bought an album mm -mm. in 15 years, no. right? Like, and contrary to belief, those streaming music services, they don't, they, their model doesn't really pay artists. No, it doesn't yeah. pay at all. Right. Not, not nearly what is fair, no. right? No. And so, so these companies are aggregating data, which is music, and they're giving it out to people and they become like the portal, yeah. right? And, and the compensation isn't there. And every, any artist is going to tell you the only way they make money is by touring, right? Like, yeah. And, and, and it was always kind of like that. I mean, record labels were always a, a bank, essentially. They were loaning you money. Well, but, but record sales, they made a lot of money off of record sales. Yeah. They still made it. Mm -hmm. uh, that was their primary source of income was yeah. off of record sales um, and radio play and all these things. But now it's kind of like it's changed. And right? it's so diversified, too. And right. you have like quota. It's Right. It's so it crazy. It's you know, so I look at, you know, I look at what's happening with AI and, you know, like this picture on the mm -hmm. wall here, like, you know, that picture costs $20,000 to make. Yeah. Right. I can make it in four seconds in AI. Yeah. I was playing, I, I, I after you had posted, I was, I was, I started playing around and cause I, I work in technology. And so we, you know, we use AI for thing, you know, automation and robotics and things like that. But when you start putting it into art, and I'm not really good at it, right, <laughs> but right, but right, I, right. I'm just typing in a few things. I'm like, 
wow, all I just, you know, I put photorealistic yeah. <laughs> and yeah. okay, wow. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's, you know, the technology is, is it's kind of found the loophole, right? Mm -hmm. Because the reality of it is people think in the lawsuit that's out there right now, suing the AI companies is like, well, you're taking all of our images and then you're collaging them together to make other images. And that's not what they're doing. What they've done is they scanned all the images for mathematical equations, basically mathematical relationships between light and color and composition and technique and all these things. And they've assigned values to that. And then those can be assigned to, to words, you know what I mean? So that the AI translates the words that you're asking it into these mathematical representations and these formulas come out and make these images, mm. right? Which, which is that, is that copyright infringement? I mean, it's, it's, it's not using a specific piece of, of yeah. visual data to recreate another piece of data. It's actually just using an, inter an algorithmic interpretation. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's learning kind of like somebody sees your work and styles their photos after it. Can you go after them for being an influence? I mean, if I could, That's I'd hard. be rich as fuck. <laughs> right. right. I mean, I've literally yeah. had people rip off that image yeah. to a T. Yeah. Right. I've had people literally like paint that image on the side of a building. Wow. Right. Yeah. And put a different brand on it and make it somebody else's brand campaign. Like I've literally had people copy my fine artwork to a T in a photographic form. Right. And instead of a female model, use a male model and say, well, I used a male. Mm -hmm. and yeah. it's and it's the exact same composition and 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 incredulously they're they're arguing that they had no that there's no infringement so it's like i've been subject to that my entire career yeah. and and there's nothing i can do about it yeah right and so at that end it's like it's like with ai i'm exploring it from a, a sheer art artist statement because i i do believe this is a renaissance in creativity and I do believe that this will become the way content is created in the future. So 20 years from now, when we're sitting down here, if we're lucky enough to be here and we're talking about creativity, it's not going to be based in light capture. Well, I'm talking about photography. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be based in light capture. It's going to be based in data manipulation because yeah. all of the all of the light capturing techniques have been translated into mathematical algorithmic equation, which is exactly what light photography is. I mean, right. Yeah. Is exactly what it is. It's a mathematical, you know, convergence of the way light bends through a lens mm -hmm. and is reproduced into a piece of film, which calculates basically the light intensity mm -hmm. and replicates that through a, through a process. Yeah. Right. So it's like, these Digital are... photography is in and of itself mathematical. Regular photography is in and of itself mathematical, right? Like yeah. I studied mathematics. I totally get it. Like I'm, I have a, a degree in mathematics. Like I totally get it. Like this is easy for it to do, for computer power to do, because it is at the end of the day, very mathematical. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, well, you could look at that too, from going from, you know, analog photography. Is analog the right term? I mean, look at da Vinci, to... right? During the Renaissance, right? Mm -hmm. Da Vinci basically with the what is it the is it's called the vesuvian man or what is that the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's the name of that i oh, uh, like it's vesuvian man is it i think it might be yes. vesuvian man i might i might be smarter than i think but i'm not 100 <laughs> we need one sure. of those assistants on the other we need ai 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're correct. Um, Vitruvian. Oh, Vitruvian. Vitruvian. My, Vitruvian. My okay, Vitruvian. We were close. Like that's yeah. all about about ratio relationships that yeah. he figured out and then put into the use of his art to make better hands and the and the the uh, Sistine Chapel right? Like the, the, the hand touching and this hand realism, which was like something that came out of the Renaissance is precisely mathematics, mm-hmm. right? It's relation, ratio and relationships that allowed painters to paint people more precisely, mm-hmm. right? Like the Mona Lisa, right? And at that end, it's fucking math anyway. That's three fifths, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the basic thing. Right. Yeah. So you know, when you think about it, like AI is an evolution of creativity and people are pissed and angry and upset. And I'm doing a lot of it, one, to explore this new tool and see what it's capable of. Yeah. Right. And what its potentials are and what it's, what it's, um, how it's going to be used in the future. And if it's going to replace my job, I better be good at my new job. Yeah. Well, it's your new tool. It's like Photoshop. Photoshop came in with filters and with lens correction and you know how many people discounted me when I came into the scene and I was like the one of the first guys who really was Photoshop heavy in all my work. And people were like, you're not a real photographer. (laughs) You you know, anybody can make an image cool in Photoshop. And the first question they do is when they look at my portfolio and they would be like, is it Photoshop? And and, and it was like a discount, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I like this. But if I ask you if it's Photoshop, I'm just going to turn the page because it's not as cool as if it was real photography. Yeah. Right. right? And it's like, okay, it, I heard that argument. I don't hear that argument ever now. No, because yeah. it's all Photoshop. Yeah, because you, you don't discount it. You can't discount a tool. And, you know, people like to do that in the beginning. Right. Every image yeah. now is processed through Photoshop yeah. or Lightroom or one so of the, you were one just of the ahead things. Of Every the single one. <laughs> yeah. Every single one. No, no, even if you are a film guy, you are still scanning it putting color contrast, you know, darkroom techniques on it with Photoshop. Yeah. And you're not in the darkroom making traditional color prints, mm-hmm. you know, right? Like, yeah. so we're in this like interesting stage where, I mean, look, this is only, I've only been using AI for 45 days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jan- January, I, can, I put a date on it because part of my artist statement is I want to basically journaling my discoveries every day. And that as a, as a truly as an artistic statement and a body of work of like, Hey, I discovered this new tool. Holy shit. Yeah. Let me see where it takes me. And, and I'm going to bookend it with after, you know, a period of time where I think like, okay, like I've, I've reached my, my core. I, I, I've, I've figured it out completely. I still don't think I have it figured out completely. Um, but every day I'm learning more of it. And I want to, I want to chronicle that because I think like, if you look 30, 40, 50 years from now, and you look back at like the innovators of this technology, like I expect to be part of that conversation. And I expect the artwork that I have made from it is going to be valued significantly because I was one of these pioneers that not only like embraced it, learned it instructed other people to use it and learn it and and you know raise the alarm bells and said like pay attention but on the other side of it is that the work that i'm doing is influencing so many people that i'm doing this work 
And now I'm seeing other people even taking my images that I've created in AI, feeding them back into the AI hmm. to create work, right? So like, I'm like, I'm proliferating the AI. I was, was going to say, have, when you when you type in what you want the image to come out, do you say in the style of Tim Tatter? I don't, <laughs> but I, I, but <laughs> I will. Yeah. I, I probably can now. Yeah, that's right? a question. Yeah. I've, I've taught it so much. Yeah, and and I've given it so much feedback, and and probably so, right? Um, you know, that's that's a good point, right? <laughs> you know? uh, what, I, what I have realized though, is like Googling yourself and figuring out who's talking about you and things like that. Like interacting with AI about yourself is interesting because like I've interacted with AI about myself and it's full of shit, right? <laughs> it has all kinds, it makes me out to be way cooler than I am. <laughs> and so I don't know where it gets that data. Yeah, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Like it, it has me winning all these awards I never won. You and know? it's, and it's like, not the Wikipedia page that you met that you- uh... And with links and I go to the links and the links, links are dead. And so I'm sitting there going like, how is that? How is, how is yeah. it? How is it, like, where is this information? What's even real? From? Yeah. Well, that's I, what's even real. And, yeah. And yeah. Friday night, I, I we had a party at our house for the, the the school's French exchange program. We had a bunch of French exchange students in town. One of them stayed at our house, and they all got together. And I was talking to this guy who has a technology company who 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 builds AI. Who um, and we were talking about it. And he's like, yeah. He's like, what people don't understand is like there are whole companies set up with bots that are fucking with AI to make it ineffective, mm -hmm. mm. feeding it information. Yeah, N noise, as you said. Feeding it noise yeah. in order yeah. to make it an imperfection. So if you think like who benefits from that? Well, Microsoft, if, if Google can fuck with Microsoft's AI and yeah. AI can fuck with Google's AI, Negates right? It. They're negating it and making it less valuable to each one yeah. as, as almost like a corporate espionage, right? And then you think of like misinformation yeah. that the Russians did during the, camp during the presidential mm -hmm. campaign and all this stuff. Sure. Like, you playing both sides in in the end too, but it's right. uh, it's like it's there's like, a there's this uh, web browser, and I wish I could remember the name of it, but uh, that like basically fucks with like the Google algorithm, and essentially you leave it on, and and it goes to a different IP address, and then just starts googling random shit, so that Google can never place who you are or what you are. <laughs> like it would be like monkeys on bicycles, blah blah blah, right, blah. Right, you know, right, like just right. any random thing just to throw it off, so that right. Your data that's inside of that almost doesn't even exist. It doesn't right. matter because it, it, from tracking, from advertising, and yeah. all that stuff. And like, you know, we we're, I often tell people part of my artist statement is that, you know, we're, we're, we've become these human beings that are that are like horses with blinders, right? That we only see what's like we look for. You know what I mean? We don't see the world around us anymore. We see this very tunnel vision view of the world of what we like. You know, mm -hmm. we only see the news of the news we like, right? We only see the images of the images we like. We only see the, the websites of the websites we like, right? right? Yeah. So it's like the way that, that these services have tried to make our lives easier, they've, they've limited serendipity, yeah. right? Because well, we're only exposed down this one pathway. Oh, yeah. Creatures of culture, we let, and, and laziness becomes like a, a drug for like oh my God. stagnating and I mean, like give you walk, this and walk through an airport mm -hmm. walk through an airport and see how many people have their heads up right mm -hmm. literally walk through an airport and try to count how many people are paying attention yeah yeah 
right? Or anywhere you go. Anywhere, anywhere. Any, any free moment that yeah. somebody has where they don't have to be engaged with another human being on an active scale, mm -hmm. they're on their phone. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty. I, I'm guilty too. Yeah, so guilty. guilty. It's easy. Right. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's easy and it, and it, and it placates to our human needs. Right. And they've algorithmically figured it out. Right. Yeah. Like, Hey, let's, we need, the more time these guys are engaged with us, the more valuable we are because attention is value in every way in our society today is attention is value. Mm -hmm. And nothing could be more relevant than that, than Donald Trump's rise to, to, to success. Right? Oh, yeah. He had everybody's attention and even right. of the attention of the people that hated him, he had yep. their attention. Yep. So yeah. anything that was relevant to Trump, whether it was presenting him in a good way or a bad way became valuable. And so all the media outlets all the time, every news cycle for fucking four years was about Donald Trump yeah. and what yeah. he did. Donald Trump farted today. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I think a president of his age, if he's flatulent, should be uh, considered incompetent. And <laughs> yeah, then, let's talk about this for hours. Right? And, then, right? and then Tucker Carlson be like, it's about time we had a president that was flatulent. You know, it'd be really great. If he gets in a room with world leaders and just lets a big one rip. You know what I mean? It was like the, the asinine behavior of human existence of what we talked about in, in, in order to do what? So that when you watch CNN late at night, that we can be sold ads for Lyrica or some other pharmaceutical drug that, that, you know, is, is cost a bazillion dollars a year for a patient and yeah. will extend their life by a week when when a hike uh, yeah or like uh, yeah. you know antidepressants when a hike a 20 sure. minute hike would like sure. solve that problem sure. for you and and so <laughs> you know so it's sunlight it, at the end of the day like it's it's we've reached this society point where like human beings don't matter it's attention that matters and who can get it and how they can get it yeah, yeah. right and the reality of it is is ai is going to make that easier and easier for people and make us more and more myopic. Scarily so. It, yeah, it is scary. It, I've seen like the one funny thing I think I see I see about it now is is and and this won't even probably be we won't even be able to do this probably helping the algorithm is though uh there was a portrait or it was a photographic series and and people are finally like seeing where like they're like oh well there's an extra finger you know it's like little things where it's like you wouldn't know that was ai until you see the small little blemishes or like inconsistencies and well i mean that's all part of like going back to da vinci and and the sumian man and and the fact that ai is is can't quite get everything right mm -hmm. at this point from a mathematical standpoint like especially hands like mathematically hands are very fucking difficult right so i can totally see that what's what we're seeing now is like people passing off ai as real like you know and there's photographers out there that have been busted and i you know there's one the other day that um had his images in vogue and they were ai oh, shit. right and that. they were ai and i saw his work and mm -hmm. i knew right away i was like that's ai and there was no way he was mm -hmm. claiming any was ai i went to vogue was in vogue like found it all and i'm like that is 100 percent ai like i know ai like i've been mm -hmm. studying ai artwork for the past 40 days like probably like six hours a day i'm working in it like yeah. like I, i'm working in it like it's my full-time job seven days a week like like <laughs> doing like really really figuring it out and it is easy if you know what you're looking for the problem is is that 
look, there's a hundred thousand hashtags on Instagram. That's AI photography, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's like 435 million hashtags that are photography, right? So there's a, there's a small sector of people that are uh, compared to the larger scope that are really engaged in it, but there's a lot of interest out of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot, and there's going to be more and more interest and yeah. it's going to be more and more adapted and, and um, it's going to be more and more part of our visual landscape because it's figured out mathematically like what engaging content looks like, mm -hmm. right? Like the people are eerily engageable, mm -hmm. right? That's interesting. And if you look at them, they engage you because they are uh, uh, an idealistic representation of what we want. Mm -hmm. Well, like when everyone was doing that on Instagram, like what, a couple oh, weeks ago? Oh, oh yeah, the lens, uh, the lens yeah. ones. The yeah. lens ones. Dude. Look, I've got one of me looks just like that. You for would sure. do that. I, <laughs> well, I had to check it out. did not do myself. I had to check it out. I was out. like, I can't. But it was funny because some of them were like, all right, I can see it. I can see it. And then some you're like, oh, damn. What, like, what you guys did, what everybody did by doing uh -huh. that is they gave the rights to their face That's and likeness. I, yeah. yeah to be an AI. And, yep. and the other thing that people don't realize is like, hey, hey, AI is stealing all of our data. Well, if you look at the, the, the terms and conditions of Facebook and it's already gone of, yeah. of Instagram and all these other services yeah. you've uploaded your yeah, art already, to, you it was years ago. You yeah. gave away yeah. the rights to the, that work for them to do what they want with it. Right. Yeah. Probably in right? MySpace. A hundred percent. Every time you, you, uh, you know, there's a line that says for, for, for future, for, for present and future, you know, technologies. Mm -hmm. right like yeah. all yeah. use for now forever for yeah. future and you know and those not even ideated right and so there's all there's 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 getting images is selling mid-journey the app that i use a lot for 1.5 trillion dollars for copyright infringement because they scan getty's entire catalog right oh wow yeah and and you know Midjourney's claiming fair use and and they fed it all those images you know the the spiders went out crawled them mm -hmm. fed it into you know learned them and then they don't store the image they they store the mathematical representation of the image so you know they're being sued for 1.5 trillion dollars for copyright infringement and personally I feel that that they that Midjourney should be sued for that, right? Right. Yeah. But they are claiming fair use because the reality of it is, is they're not really stealing the image. They're mm -hmm. scanning it and learning its its mathematical composition. So it's like they're not taking the image. Yeah. They're learning its what what about it? And so it's super weird. Like That's hard. It's, it's technicalities too, it's, though. The technicalities and, of it is, is going to call, come down to a judgment. And under current laws, I don't think what they're doing is illegal. Yeah. And that's what, and then you'll have to go and, and there'll have to be legislation. And, right. Like, and our legislators will not know enough about it to do something. Our properly. legislators are going <laughs> to side with money. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. They're mm -hmm. not going to side with the side of the artist that is saying, well, this, you know, these people are stealing my data, just like the digital millennium copyright act did not side with the artists. Right? So when people steal my images, so for example, somebody in Vietnam took all the images on my website, uploaded them to Shutterstock, 
created an account and was selling that image and all my other images on Shutterstock. And I contacted Shutterstock and they made me fill out a DCMA copyright uh, takedown for 1100 images that I had Mm -hmm. to list and put the links and the websites. And it took me two fucking days. Yeah. And the fact that, that they made me go through that Mm -hmm. when the negligence on their part to allow some random person in a third world country to upload celebrities and superstars and people like Halle Bieber Mm -hmm. and sell them on a stock site as royalty-free stock images and make it my responsibility to take it down is just one example of how the copyright process does not benefit the artist. Yeah. Well, especially when you have simple things like a Google image search could easily pull those up and go and Shutterstock could go through and pay you on those. Well, I, they, I, you, you know, know it's the, like, the, the, the light, they, they, they shouldn't be sold. They shouldn't yeah. be sold. Yeah. They, they shouldn't, shouldn't be sold, sold but there but they, is they a way. They should have a responsibility to yeah. be like, well, wait a minute. There's, you know, X, Y, Z dude these. in yeah. Vietnam who's uploaded this image of Steph Curry and LeBron James and, you know, Peyton Manning and all. And, and you can easily find out the source for that. You, yeah. you can easily Just, look at it and be like, hey, these shouldn't be royalty free no. stock. Like, I'm pretty sure that like mm-hmm. there's no all rights license to Peyton Manning's likeness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And, and, and that's negligent on their part. Yeah. And yeah, like, I'm, I'm it's actively one of, pursuing yeah. that as a negligent case because that is, that needs to change. Yeah. Well, it happened better with YouTube too, too right? But, like, Digital Millennium Copyright Act protects those guys like Pinterest. Like Pinterest, there's a bazillion of my images on Pinterest. I never gave Pinterest the rights to those images. And they say, Mm -hmm. well, somebody else uploaded it. And if they uploaded, they say that they have the rights. But that creates a system that (laughs) is completely unfair. And yet they're a $100 billion corporation that's built on the backs of photographers. And here I am talking about this and people are going to say, well, use use AI to create. And I'm like, yeah, I use AI to create because there is, this is the future. And my history has proven to me that people don't give a shit about my copyright or your copyright. Mm -hmm. And I better learn the new tools to stay relevant because if I'm in the corner crying about this isn't fair. Yeah. I was just going to ask what you would tell someone like who's trying to start right now like there's I, I know many photographers and a lot of them you know they kind of lean back on film and and I mean, these look, things it's, but it's here here's i i someone interviewed me the other day and i and i think this came into my line i think it really wait you're seeing other people <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> <Just kidding>. yeah. <laughs> um, so so uh you know the the big uh communication arts is it's the big standard for the communication industry is for creativity and and um you know it's like the big trade publication um and you know they're 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 interviewing me and they're like why why use ai like what's the point and and you know it goes back to attention and i'm like look if you're saying something and nobody hears you are you really saying anything there you go tree falling right (laughs) and it's the same thing and it's like look if i'm a visual communicator and and images are my voice and nobody's paying attention, I'm not relevant, right? And AI is, in my opinion, the only way a visual artist is gonna be relevant because the speed and the cost of production and and creativity 
is makes it infinitely more powerful than actually shooting an image. I can create that image in minutes and seconds as opposed to weeks and days. Right. And the cost. And the cost. Mm -hmm. And and at the end of the day, the only people who care how it's created are a small section of photographers that infight, undervalue each other, you know, (laughs) steal each other's ideas, steal each other's images and load them up on stock sites. (laughs) Like who, who are nefarious to begin with. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but for the most part, there's a, there, you know, the up and comers are grinding, trying to do whatever they can to get ahead. And that's uh, sadly the future. And so if you're going to be relevant visually and you're going to attract attention because attention is value, and the only way that you can attract attention is to flood the market with content so that you're in front of people, I don't see an option. And to give you numbers and concrete numbers as part of my artist statement, like I've literally been testing, like, like this is an art project in and of itself. Yeah, right? I was gonna this say. This is my philosophy and then like when I started to discover this, I was like, holy shit, like I can create so much content, cost zero, other than the computing time I pay mid journey for, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, 60 bucks a month or some shit like that novel i can create i've created thousands of images right mm-hmm. that have gotten me millions of views right at zero cost which has flooded my inbox with opportunity and exposure and connections of people that were completely oblivious to my work that i've been doing Amazing. so if i look at the stats I've, I've added 30,000 followers in the past 30 days. Wow. Oh, wow, man. That's amazing. I've reached a million accounts and 950,000 of those accounts weren't following me before. <laughs> so, and that's, and it's organic in a way. Right. <laughs> you know, like, and yeah. previous, it's all yeah. organic. Yeah, I haven't yeah. paid a single thing. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. pay for ads. Like first and foremost, like, yeah. I'm not doing it as an advertising thing. This is like an art project. And yeah, like I'm not paying for that exposure because I feel like that would neglect the whole statement. You know what I mean? Like what what I am doing is saying organically, I've created this to see if you'll pay attention. Yeah, and people are. And people are paying attention. I mean, when we look at the stats, like this, this, this will show you, and I'll put it up to the camera so you guys can see it, but um let's go professional dashboard and let's go let's go accounts reached over and you can look from here let's go update uh how do how do i there's a there's a great graph here so let let me do followers because that'll make it easier That'll give me the graph, I'm pretty sure. Okay. When when was when when did I start? Yeah, I can uh, see that. Can you see it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So so 100 and yeah, oh, yeah. So so when did I start AI? Right? Like yeah. Right? Like so Yeah, just from like a little over a month and a half. That's, that's exactly crazy. right. I mean, you, you see the hockey yeah. stick. So all along I'm creating work and posting work and trying to get people's attention and try to say, Hey, look, I'm an artist. Here's check out my stuff, check out my stuff. And I started right. using AI and hockey sticks That's insane. like yeah. crazy. So, wow. you know, before AI, I was like 
minus 14 followers a day. You know, I was actually going south. Yeah. Right. Like people falling off and I'm adding 1900 to 2000 followers a day. That's crazy. Wow. That is attention. Yeah. And that as a visual artist is where value is because now people are, when they go and they think of a photographer, my name is more in front of them. Mm -hmm. When they think of someone that they need to solve visual problems, my name is more top of mind. Right. Yeah. Cause like, you're exploring all the, everything that's new and all the hurdles. Right. But also yeah. it's also just, they don't care whether it's made with AI, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They don't care. What's the end product. Does it work? Is it what you want? And also is it's it more visual? cost effective. So they're going to be even more, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they're going to yeah. want that. So at the end of the day, like if, if, if I'm connecting, if I'm getting that much attention just for me, yeah. what do you think it's going to mean for brands? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Well, who do you, who, who do you hire now to do work or is it yeah. a subscription? And then, whoosh, well, I mean, people are going to say, well, yeah. brands are going to have people in house that do it themselves, which they probably will hundred percent. They a hundred percent. And, and are you going to make any money off of it? I probably not. Yeah. Right. I'm probably, probably not, but, but it, I do, I have had plenty of people reach out to me to ask me to do it for them. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm just messing with it. I've, you know, obviously I'm not going to be good at it because visually I don't have, you know, the correct words to type in and stuff, but I've been able to make things where I'm like, wow, that looks real. That looks real. And well, it's not I've only not... about making real, like you yeah. can make anything, but good, right? Like you <laughs> yeah. can make things that look unreal that are good. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's a big thing that people don't understand. It's not about making it look real. Like for me, I'm making it look real because that's my, my world, right? right. My world mm -hmm. is, is photography. Right. So I'm making photorealistic AI stuff because that's, that's my, been my medium. Right. Mm -hmm. But like you can make graphic design, you could make, you know, um, the linear design, you could make, you know, abstract design, you could make CGI cartoons, statues, mm -hmm. figurines, like you can make whatever it can be represented visually out of AI. Right. Like we can, we can make a cool bottle for a tequila company. Mm -hmm. Right. We could, we could give a, a, a manufacturer a hundred different ideas. Like here, let's render this out and make it a bottle. And, and it's being used already in oh, design, yeah. and, design rendering, yeah. and clothing and fashion, particularly fashion. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. like all that I've was like hand drawn stuff. before. And what the, what the magical thing about AI is it's like, it gives you ideas like you put in like postmodern, you know, uh, Pierre Cardin, you know, coat, yeah. right. And it'll come back with, you know, these crazy things that, that, that you never even thought was possible. Right. We and do this that, already for, for sensors, just like stress testing things we can put in, you know, here's my material, here's my, my 3d CAD file and we can stress test it in, in an hour and go, okay, that's not going to work in this, this case. And we know before we even cut any little piece yeah. of metal and that's, that's helpful. Uh, helpful. Extremely Absolutely. helpful and cost effective and yeah. all those things to make, increase your profit margin and efficiency and make a more magical product and all these things. And that's the same thing with photography and art is that like, I could create a lot of, I could create everything that I've created in AI in actual practicality. But what's the point? <laughs> but has that killed that kind of joy for doing it? Well, here's the problem is that when you've done it so much and so long and, and um, I got 
really burnt out on actually doing it. So I lost the joy of actually doing it because I lost patience in people, you mm -hmm. know, like I get let down so often in today's day and age because people aren't fucking paying attention. Yeah. Right. The quality of work has gone down so dramatically because people are on set looking at their phones not paying attention to what's going around them. Like you, you tell a, a person like, hey, I want this, this, and this for the shoot. And they come with something different. And they're like, oh, I must've missed that. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, because no one's paying course, attention. Right. You know, we've got yeah. 30 seconds of. Right, yeah. like right. they're not paying attention. So I get, you know, you, you so I've, I got disenchanted with that process because I, I just felt like, you know, just got exhausted with it. And then the back end, like you shoot all this stuff and then you got to spend hours and hours and hours in post-production making it look right, right? And that process sucks. Like physically toiling over pushing pixels, like that's like, that's just such a fucking waste of time, right? And so I don't want to do it. So then I got to pay somebody to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Then I got to go back and tell them to fix it. And then I got to go back again and do it, do it again. And then I end up doing it myself because it doesn't quite look like I want it. And, and it's time, it's time and money and energy and all those things. And look, I can't use AI for commercial stuff. It's not good enough yet, but I imagine in five years, it will be, I probably mm -hmm. won't be creating anything in five years, but I mean, I'll be creating art and I'll be using AI to create art. And whether I take the stuff that I create in AI, and actually recreate them and use it as mood board and create it for like super large format, crazy prints, or I'm going to actually be making some of the work that I've created in AI into physical sculptures. Mm, there you go. That's so cool. for an art show, so that's something that, that is intriguing and interesting to me is to like take it from this computer generation and into a physical process. Um, I've already create, taken images that I've created in AI and printed them and sold them as individual one-on-one -on -one fine art pieces. Like that's a, you, a, an option for do it. Do you feel you're, right. in the last 45 days, your opinion of it has changed and is it 100%. inspiring you now more than maybe Yeah, it's, than totally, you it's totally inspiring me. It's like, a, it's like creativity is like a muscle, right? Yeah. And I wasn't using it enough because I pigeonholed myself into a corner of production excellence, right? Like I've, I've everything I've done has a certain standard and, and requires an amount of production resources in order to get it done. So, and effort, right? Yeah. So like to do one test shoot, just to even like do a test, it's probably gonna cost me five grand. Mm -hmm. So to express myself visually, I gotta, I gotta spend five grand to create an Instagram post. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that, because it's gotta look the way that it looks right? right so i gotta have a wardrobe stylist and a makeup artist and a studio and equipment and a digital tech and a and a um a, a retoucher you know and and all that other stuff and models yeah right so people could essentially use ai for for draft like you know for rough drafts yeah, before you do anything concepts yeah. right like use it for all like yeah. that's what i'm doing right these are like concept ideas and these are these are and and also these are this is like exercising my muscles right like this is like going to the gym where where before i stopped going to the gym because i got so exhausted with having to 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 rely on so many other people to create like if i wanted to shoot uh uh 
a bald model painted a color with you know modernist fashion and um you know completely you know postmodern look or whatever like i'm gonna have to find the right model so i gotta cast that so that's gonna mm -hmm. take weeks of searching for the right person then i gotta fly him to san diego then i gotta hire the body painter and then I got to hire someone to actually make the clothes because I don't want to use clothes that exist and to make that. So that's going to cost money. Right. And, and then I got to put everybody together for a shoot and then I got to shoot it. And so I got to have assistants and people in the studio help me out. Yeah. And then I got to put it together and then I got to retouch it and then I got to put it out. So the amount of time it takes me to create, or as I'm having coffee in the morning, right, yeah. I can explore that through AI, make 25 images, edit them down to 10, post them on Instagram and be like, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Right. right. And people yeah. right now are losing their mind. Well, it's probably like, okay, cost effective, like we said, obviously, but also right. I'm sure people are kind of up in arms too. Cause they're like, well, that's eliminating so many jobs. Right. All these people are just what, like, well, what the fuck? That's what automation does though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right, but which it's is, in my responsibility as an artist nope. to, to employ you. No. no. Okay. Like, not. like, yeah, I hate that. I love Liz. I don't want to not hire her. I want to hire her at every turn. No one's hiring me to create AI right now. Yeah. Right. So I want to hire her at every turn. Right. But at the same time, like all I want to do is speak visually. Right. Like, and if you can do that easily and quickly, yeah, if I could do that easily, quickly and get your attention yeah. and say like, Hey, maybe us as a society should stop fucking paying attention to our phones. Right. And pay attention to the world around us. Go for a walk. Yeah. Right. I'm an artist. I'm speaking to you. I'm using my art to make you think about the time that you spend ironically on your phone, looking at my work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Right. And, yeah. and go for a walk. Yeah. Right. Go out and do something. Go give your wife a hug and hold her hand. Go and connect ponder what yeah. you just saw Tim create and yeah. walk in. But walk. Outside. But no, but, but just in general. This, right. So yeah. How am I going to do it otherwise? Yeah. Right. But this is the worry in automation just in general. And I'm part of it. I, we make robots that replace people every day. Right. And, you know, that's like if we go back and I love getting political, but if we go back and we look at things like NAFTA where people were like, well, you just killed manufacturing. And I go, well, I was going to do it in like 10 years after that, you know, not me personally, but my industry is that we are automating things that, in my opinion, probably aren't the jobs that humans should be doing you know there's chemicals and and uh or it's repetitive things and things that like aren't actually fun for humans to do over and over again and we should be finding ways to you know employ people or support people educate people, educate people yeah with right? new how about take care of people yeah how about treat mental health and yeah you know like learn how to support other human beings that are struggling and do other shit like like humans are are resourceful as fuck yeah like, mm -hmm. they it, they they'll get other jobs yeah i don't i don't look like it, i learned that ai can. could do what i do and was getting paid thousands of dollars to do and or paying thousands mm -hmm. of dollars to do so quickly and easily that i realized that there is no way that i can compete with it zero chance there's zero chance that i can compete with ai because it can make what i do so fast and so cost effectively and so easily that I better find something else to do. Yeah. I always try. I, I, I tend to try to find ways to make myself obsolete. I make jokes all the time about it, but I'm like, somebody asked me to do something I'm like, oh, well, you could just do it with this. 
you know, why, <laughs> why are you paying me to do that? Right. You know, well, I mean, I, I, I wish somebody would pay me to do what some of the things that I do, but the reality <laughs> of it is that wishing and hoping isn't a strategy. Yeah. So like, so what am I doing? Like I'm learning so that when people are like, how do we do this? Or when people are like, Hey, what should we do? Well, yeah. we could learn how to do it ourselves. or we could call that guy who's a gangster and he can figure it out mm-hmm. for us. There you go. Yeah, right, might as like well get ahead of the game, and yeah. I mean, look, the fucking ship is fucking sinking. Yeah, yeah. right. Am I am I going to be the proud captain who says like, I'm doing it traditionally, yeah. or am I going to be like, hey guys, let's get in this life that that mm-hmm. let, let's mm-hmm. gather as many people in this lifeboat as we can, and let's go and find that island. Yeah, because that the people that are staying on that ship, they can be proud as fuck, but they are going to drown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And if you come with me now, there might be a chance for us. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm telling my industry. Yeah. And people are pissed. People send me angry notes every day and tell me I don't know what I'm doing. It should be a whole, other, a whole other account. <laughs> well, but, 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 it, but that's part of the artist statement because I'm going to yeah. have an art show with all this hate. Yeah. Right. To show all these people that are hating and fearful and afraid and, and all these not. things. Yeah. Right. The reality of it is, is that my experience and my success should have some value in that argument, right? And you should look, if you are trying to make it as a photographer, trying to make it as an artist, even if you have made it as a photographer and artist, like you should look at my track record of somebody who's been ahead of innovation and been a part of innovation and, and embraced innovation all along the way and become highly successful because of innovation is saying this innovation is the most powerful thing I've ever seen in my career that there's something to it. I don't know. I can't, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that the future is going to be AI image generation and generated yeah. images. Yeah. Well, the only thing you can count on is change, right? And if you don't get up on that, then you're going to be left behind and you're going to be screwed. I mean, I kind of have a bit of that in my industry. I've been tattooing for 20 years. So for 17 years, I drew everything with paper and tracing paper and then finally got an iPad and people were, you know, oh, I can't believe you're using an iPad. That's like bullshit, you know, and it's like that's changed everything for me and how I draw stuff. No. Okay, so so after this conversation, you're gonna go and watch an hour or two of YouTube videos and learn how Mid Journey works, and then you're gonna go into Mid Journey and you're gonna imagine your tattoos and what you want to say out of your tattoos. You're gonna print those out. You're gonna take them to your tattoo shop and you're gonna put them up on the wall. And more people are gonna want your fucking AI tattoos than any of your drawings because because the computer yeah no but it's rad (laughs) i know be that fucking person right but but because (laughs) the computer has figured out what humans want it's not giving us some random bullshit it's giving us what we want that's what social media is yeah that's why you look at that hockey stick Mm -hmm. right that hockey stick is a pure example that ai is giving us what we want and i see that yeah and I'm telling other people, you should pay attention to this. And instead, they're sending hate and they're with their no, I just 400 got fucking, I just got fucking chills right yeah, now because right. right? it's true. Well, because nobody it's, wants yeah. change and they just, yeah, they just Everybody. see it as a negative when, yeah. Right. Let people hate though. 
Well, I mean, yeah. the more hate I get, the more empowered and bold I become. Well, it's like a and, fuel for, for your fire. Right. And yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I don't love the fact that it's studied models faces and is recreating a mismatch that, that, that ruins the modeling industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't support that. Like, and, and I'm, and me not using it yeah. is going to stop it. You know what I mean? Because there are millions of people that are using it. If anything, I'm showing the modeling industry that like, Hey, you guys better fucking jump on this class yeah, action up. lawsuit yeah. and shut this shit down. Like, like if anything, I'm raising the flags by pushing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Never once have I taken an image of somebody else's put it into AI and said, recreate this. Never once. I've only yeah. used text prompts, only mm-hmm. used text. Yeah. Right. Like I've only typed in like that's, part of the artist statement, right? And all that's traceable. Like we can go back and look at my entire history. And the reality of it is, is that it knows what we want. It knows what we like. It knows what people will respond to. Yeah. Yeah. So if we don't use it, (laughs) we're fooling ourselves. (laughs) Right. Because it's, it, it's here. Yeah. It's not going away. It's us. Yeah. Yeah. It's collective consciousness. You're going to try it is yeah. good. Try and guess what millions and millions of like algorithms have like learned I mean, from it's, everybody. It's, it's search 59 billion images. It's, right. it's, it's garnered the data of 60 billion images and figured out how eyes are represented in and how teeth are, and, and it still fucks it all up and it's but mm-hmm. it's gonna get better that's a funny thing because like when they were doing that on instagram the people would post all the photos of themselves and then there was right. some where the eyes were all oh like yeah all i got a couple 100 <laughs> i had a couple where i had to check those real i was like oh yeah that one is a little bit bigger <laughs> remember all those snapchat filters you know every time you hold yeah. the phone up and you're like oh i got doggy ears yeah yeah ai is learning your face yeah it got lidar right in this thing just right. checking you out and you and and so when they the modeling agencies come and they say like you know like mid-journey you're stealing our models they're going to be like well your models stuck their face on our snapchat filter for 67 million times and mm-hmm. we know their face yeah and right here when they agreed when they downloaded this they gave us the right to use their likeness yeah yeah it almost it's it's funny because i remember thinking about things like that going oh you could almost like create a database and 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 find people that way like if you're looking for a model you'd be like oh well i want these features or you know this this proportion of eyes to mouth or something like that and by that it's already obsoleted any use of that because you'll just create it yeah just (laughs) i mean that's the that's the reality of the scariness of us and our data and and who owns our data and how we own our data and can we protect our data and all that stuff like I, there's a there's a website that you can search the data set that has been fed into these AIs and find your images and what images they've taken and, and scoured. Mm-hmm. And my entire body of work is in the data set. Wow. I never mm-hmm. gave it the rights to use it. Um, I use my own, like I see my own images, like the smoke in that image, mm-hmm. I use in a lot of my AI images. I don't put my own images in there, but I yeah. see my smoke. Right. Like, like, and you look at my work and you see the smoke and I'm trying to incorporate things in my work that are in my AI work that Mm -hmm. are true to my own photography, but I'm not feeding it to it. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can you can see as you scroll down it, it, it just, you know, just peripherally, it's 
your signature is there. That's part of the statement. Yeah. Is like, how does it know that? Right? Yeah. Like that's part of the artist statement. That's this is an art project. This is me testing AI and showing people its capability as art itself. It's like performance art in front of me. And I'm using Instagram as the journaling platform to not only make my statement, I'm not just putting up like, hey, these are cool images. Like yeah. I'm putting up my story, right? And then I'm gathering the comments back and, and I'm storing the comments and the nasties and the, and the hates. I'll wear that, that t-shirt, that's can't, cool. I can't believe, <laughs> I don't know, people on the internet just never cease to amaze me, just the keyboard warriors. Oh man, I'm guilty. I had, to like, I, I had to stop myself because- I don't talk shit on there. Political arguments, no. things like that. Oh man. I call people out for, for untruths. Mm -hmm. um, untruths, you know, like, yes. I don't try to change opinions now, yeah. Don't just be What a bothers dick. me is in, in today's society, what bothers me more than anything in the world is people that um, exaggerate, and, 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 and I think this is, and I hate to be ageist, mm -hmm. um, but this is kind of a millennial stereotype that I see like a lot of people that, that haven't earned titles give themselves titles. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Influencer, and entrepreneur, creative director. Cre yeah. I've right. seen that director. all the time. Oh yeah. Director. What have you directed? Yeah. yeah. I directed my YouTube video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did that. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good nice. job. You know what I mean? Like there was one, I got into an argument with a, with an incredibly talented human being who's incredibly good at what he does, but he gave himself a title that he absolutely had no right giving himself no right at all. And, and, and his justification of the right when I challenged him was, was as ludicrous as, as him giving the title. And so I challenged him publicly in social media. I probably in hindsight should have challenged him privately, but I like, I was like, what gives you the right to give yourself this title? Yeah. And because I know so well, many he publicly did. So, yeah, you know, I know yeah. so many people that have worked their lifelong dream, like, and have, have committed their entire core existence to earning that title. And that title is sacred and well-earned. Mm -hmm. And this, this particular person, like, <laughs> like had one image published in one NFT drop associated with this one publication, right? Mm -hmm. And now has, is calling themselves a blank, blank photographer, mm -hmm. right? Where being a photographer of that publication means you are a journalist, means you, uh, you know, have dedicated your life to telling truth and have, have uh, exist by a standard and, and have an ethos and all this stuff. And that, and that one image in an NFT drop, because he's the biggest, influencer in the in the nft photography space like like i took offense to that because i know 30 of those individuals and how core they are to the cause and they make no money and they work so hard for this dream and that title is sacred because yeah. especially for me who's someone who because I, I have a master's degree in photojournalism. I, I tried to achieve that dream. I actually was published in the Yellow Borders. Like, I actually like, know how hard it takes and how good you have to be. And this person does, didn't even come close to that standard, not even close to that standard. When I asked other photographers, like, why? And they, they gave me responses like, well, they just, they, they, you know, I asked about that and they used him to leverage his community and blah, 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 blah. 
gave himself that title and that I take offense to that. So it's appropriated. Well, but it's just not fair to, uh, to people. It just devalues <laughs> the whole concept. And I guess I'm old school in that regard of like, of that, like you, you earn your resume, you just don't state it. And that's part of the whole social media thing. It, yeah. it wasn't, it's not like social media is, it, 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 it created this culture of, of, um, look at me, look at me, look at me, not, mm -hmm. not like, look at what I've done and accomplished. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's like, I'm so hot. I'm yeah. so uh -huh. wonderful. Where like, I grew up in an era where it was like, you let your actions speak louder than your yeah. words. And social media is a, is a, is a world where your act, where your words speak louder than your actions, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. I find that's like a, it's a touchy ground of ego and, and things on, on like, posting selfies and documenting daily and 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 there's different uh i don't know opinions of it like me, me myself i don't think i can be the person that's like hey guys just finished my coffee and i'm going sure. to do this and blah 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 blah. but, but i don't but i don't that's not for everybody yeah, yeah. i could never do that no, but not like but that. i appreciate people that are doing that because some people are telling a story and it's and it's valid and it probably helps somebody else but for me i'm like i i can't really do that i can i can do this i don't know how, right like I mean, look, that it's, a, it's, it's a, different. It's a, um, it's a different world and, and, you know, we adapt and we have to change And my old dinosaur ways of like, letting your actions speak loud in your words. Don't like, I, people don't give a shit and I had to get over it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I had to fucking embrace it and change because if I wanted to be relevant and look as an artist, if you're not relevant, then like, you're not an artist, right? Like you can be well, yeah, an artist, decides, but like yeah. you're not yeah. a relevant artist and, and art is about being part of a collective movement of culture and, you know, and, and if you're not relevant, like you're not part of that culture. Well, and right? it's, and, and it's, what are you, what are you doing it for? I mean, if it was just to, just to create art for like, Hey, I like taking pictures. I like doing this. Uh, you can go fucking do that and, and not share any of it. hundred percent. If that gives you joy, then, yeah. then by all means fucking do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What gives me joy yeah. is when I share my vision of how I see the world with other people and they engage with it, that gives me joy. Right. Yeah. And, and it gave me joy when I first started taking pictures. The reason I became a photographer, I was a high school teacher. I used to climb mountains in the Andes. I would hold slideshows for friends. I would do, you know, fucking art shows and cafes and stuff. And I got a tremendous amount of joy sharing my human experience with others, where I've been, who I saw, what I've done, those things. And it allowed me to connect with other people on a different plane. Right. And to this day, it's why I get up and create images is because I want to share how I see the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, it's like, I like to talk to people. I like to share myself. Well, I share myself visually more times than not. Right. Like why I'm here. I like to share, like, I, yeah. like yeah. I like to be part of a mix. Now this is, I mean, it's kind of what we're doing. We just want, want people to have different like grasp of, of what you could possibly do. Cause I know I, I ha I worked in a job and actually what's funny is I still work in the same kind of job, but sure. I found out that I didn't want to be in that environment. And I, and I hate authority. And so now I'm doing the same exact job that I did when I was 20 and hated my, like just hated every ounce of the day. And now I love it. Cause I get up and I drink my coffee and I do, I start when I want to start and I get to work with the companies that I want to work with. And if so I you could disagree, work for yourself. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that 
people are afraid are so comfortable with you know whatever paycheck or whatever it is like the, you know security blanket that they have that it's sure. it's hard to imagine being able to go and do something different and oh, being able to survive that. and just to pay the bills and so this is you know when we think of like like I was saying in the beginning everybody has a different definition of success and for some people like for me it's it's just you know not having somebody looming over me telling sure. me what to do sure and for you, it's connecting your art with other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where I was going with this, but I'm just so happy to like be part of where you, sh- you know, it's, it's this community of sharing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know that this conversation is going to be really, really inspirational to people because it's, you know, you get stuck in your ways and, and I, and to hear the fight <laughs> in yeah, your voice. I mean, and, at the end of the day, like, it all came back to me like I was a high school teacher and um, you know, the, the whole mantra, like do, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Like yeah. going to work every day as a high school teacher was going to work. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was I, I would wake up, I'd be in the shower and I would just be dreading leaving the door. You know, I would just be dreading doing my job and, and, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I put that question to myself and I love photography. I love creating and sharing it with people. I love going places and sharing it with people. I love the reaction that I got when people responded to my work. And I still to this day love the reaction. And I love the reaction I get when I look at my work and I've created something that is, blows my mind. I, I mean, I, you know, to this day, the moment I get home from any photo shoot, I load the images up and I dig for gold. And then I find that gold, I feel better about myself. Right. And, and, and I, and it, it pushes me to go out and do more of that. That was extremely fucking scary to leave a steady paycheck and to try to go make it. Yeah. Yeah. How did you do that? When was the deciding factor? Like I'm going to stop teaching and I'm going to. Yeah. Um, 1999. So um, 1999, I, I, it was my last year teaching. I moved back to Baltimore where I grew up. I got a job. I did a bunch of work like freelancing for the local, you know. It was a color run news. and they were throwing smoke up. In the no, I can do community that. Community news, right? Like first, my first yeah. $50 assignment, you know, shooting fucking Christmas tree lighting ceremony at the, at the library I went as a kid. And it felt fucking good though, right? I took every piece of equipment I had. I had like this huge backpack and like all this shit. And I tried (laughs) to make the best image I could. And I was super nervous and sweating and freaking (laughs) out and trying, you know, and like, and I built from there and I, and I built from there. And, you know, along the way I got a master's degree in photojournalism, which was like the best thing I ever did because it, it taught me, it, it taught me, it taught me about what good photography was. I thought I knew what good photography mm-hmm. was. That's what I, that's what makes me sick about so many photographers out there is they don't even know what good photography is. And they throw that title of photographer on them. And you're like, like, you just, you, you, yeah. you just don't, you should study more. You should learn more. Cause I, I was super naive. Right. And then learning, really learning about photography and learning about storytelling and learning about light and learning about shadow and learning about all these things it made me a much better photographer and it was good time spent and then i moved here to san diego and i worked for the north county times for 75 dollars in assignment you know and i would do as many 75 dollar assignments as i could in a day and that usually meant three or four assignments all over north county san diego and i was driving from escondido to oceanside Hmm. to to solana beach to you know back out to escondido every day like 
trying to grind out, you know, two or $300 a day to make a living, you know? And, and I did that until 2006, just barely making it. I mean, just making enough to live in a condo and, you know, have a car and equipment and some, you know, and didn't even have health insurance. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like just grinding it out. And then I, you know, decided that journalism was never going to pay the bills <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and went and started looking at commercial photography and advertising and was able to make that transition and, you know, make a bunch more money and then go down a whole different path. So that was the journey from, but I mean, it was, it was a total grind. It was knocking on every single door that I could in order to gain opportunity at first, because there wasn't internet, there wasn't yeah. Instagram and social media famous and influencer life. And, and had there been, I would have done that. I would have done anything to live my dream. And, and that included pushing my comfort zone of just going out there and, and knocking on doors and trying to, to find allies and opportunity. And, and that's, and that's what I did. And then that, then once I became a commercial photographer, like it just all, it was all about the core of just making people, making work that people responded to. Was know? there a certain image or anything that really like Well, I think that, out? yeah, there was a campaign that, that um, there was a campaign that I did, a national campaign for, for Gatorade that I did that, that uh, like, was completely unique in the landscape in the marketplace. That was just something that no one had ever done. And this look and feel that no one had ever done. And it was just like, it just like opened all the doors and the floodgates. And that was in like 2007. And it, and it just went like between 2007 and 2009, it was just like one big first class jet ride, you mm -hmm. know, like, do everywhere. you feel like that was when you finally got to, do you feel like you were putting your signature on things before? Or do you feel like well, you I had doing, some, some, I was doing this signature work yeah. and that's what got me that job. But it, but it, it built from like one opportunity to another opportunity, another opportunity. until finally it was like this opportunity. And then that opportunity, like I totally hit, hit a fucking home run, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, everybody saw it. And it was back in the day when ESPN, the magazine was like this large, broad, sheet publication and you know biggest thing on the newsstand and you know number one source of information because everybody was checking out sports all the time and it was the sports shot and it was in the cover you know back cover and it was everywhere and for a year it was just like everywhere and that that image just got me attention and that that attention got me opportunity and and that's still what i believe in today is like AI is getting me a lot of attention and that, and I know that I, that attention will lead to opportunity because that's always been the playbook is like get attention by doing something distinct and different and mm -hmm. disruptive and bold and challenging. And it might not be good, right? Like, like, look, my work is not, is not, you know, Mario Testino's Vogue fashion cover, right? That's not what I do. I don't live in Milan or Paris or New York and exist in that world. Like I live at Encinitas and mm -hmm. I have to like make work out of this little town that gets me attention. So I have to think hard and create deeply, mm -hmm. you know, did you ever feel like you were digging in the wrong mine? Like always, <laughs> always like, like maybe I, I, teaching I, is, <laughs> um, teaching was the wrong mind for me. Yeah. Especially at that age. Mm hmm. At my age now, like I'm coaching lacrosse and, and at my kids' high school. And right. um, I was going to ask you about that. It's the most enjoyable thing. I've, I, it's what I look forward to the most every single day. 
That's cool. And and so I think at this stage in my life, when I'm not all full of piss and vinegar and, and ego and more <laughs> full of 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 um you know, having 17 years of parenting under my belt and like um more more uh, wisdom than than and and I've and I've I've had a lot of losses, you know what I mean? I've taken a lot of L's, you know. In order to have one win, you've taken five five L's for sure. You know what I mean? Like you lose a lot in this business more than you win. You only see the wins, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you don't see all the L's. So, yeah. you know, you you learn from all that stuff and you become wiser and you become more um you know, more, you become more efficient and and uh more sage. Red flags go off earlier you know, and, and you can, um, you can, you can be more effective. I'm way more effective than I ever was. Um, I used to work harder, not smarter. Mm-hmm. Now I work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um, and, and that's all, that's AI right there. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that's, that's working smarter because realizing that at the end of the day, it, it's about attention. And, and if you don't have it, you're not relevant. And I'm not 20, seven years old with no encumbrances and it could go out and do nothing but create every day. Yeah. Right. I can't live in my van and go shoot mountains and, and, you know, van life. And mm-hmm. I can't do that. Like I, I'm a dad and a, and a, and a husband and a, you know, and a coach and a, you know, and a, and a, and a dude from Encinitas. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot there. There's a lot of responsibility <laughs> with being from Encinitas right now. I mean, you know, hey. the dude, hey, the dude abides, Yeah, right? the like, dude. Yeah, that's home for yeah. sure. So I mean, that 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 that's pretty much like the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Thank you cool. so much. Yeah, that was rad. It's really cool to hear. I mean, just the whole, like AI thing is like fascinating right now. So it's you're. I, uh, if I could press a button and make it all go away, I would. Yep. Yeah, but I you mean, can't. So can't. you're gonna. You might as well work with it. Well, I mean, there's do, no choice, right? Because yeah, if yeah. I don't work with it, some you know, 19 year old who wants my life is going to work with exactly. it, or 15 year old so, who wants my life. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got to. And who's to say that that harder than harder? Right. Who's to say that there isn't some brilliant 15 year old in Uganda who um, would never have the opportunity to be recognized for their creativity because he doesn't have the access to the tools and the talent and the opportunity. To, to be creative on a national scale or global scale um, now has the opportunity. So in one way, it's greatly lay, lay, leveled the playing field and people are angry about that. Yeah, yeah well, and, that's and, and I get because they want to kick the ladder. I, I get that, you know? right? Yeah. But also I'm up to the challenge is saying, you know what, I'm pretty fucking smart. Like I've yeah. learned a lot. And so bring it 15 year old kid. Yeah. Because every day you're going to have to get up and grind against me and I'm smarter. I have more experience. I know what's good and what's not good. I, I have a master's degree in visual communication and I've had 30 years of, of visual communication experience at the highest level. So yeah, 14 year old kid or 10 year old kid or eight year old kid, you can make some cool shit. Come at right? me, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be here. Well, this Let's is go. true, yeah. What is <laughs> Let's go. Our friend Rymo, he's a professional drummer and, he's, and we kind of touched on this and he's like, yeah, he's like, I can go on Instagram any day and see some 11 year old that just fucking shreds Mm -hmm. and i i can't even imagine you know playing some of the stuff like that he's like but i'm fucking working and i go out there and you know the crowd likes what i do and it is that it's that it's that that attention and knowing 
you know, knowing your craft and and studying it and not just going in there and just fucking, oh, I can blast yeah, I mean, that out. There, everybody there's else drum doing. machines that can be mm-hmm. a drummer for every band yeah. in the world. But yeah. yet, we still love our drummers. Yeah. Right. You know, there's a, there's a, every, a computer can make every sound and every song ever, but we still like to see it live. So yep. like people are up in arms. Like I have a feeling that, yeah, there'll be some fucking creatives out there that kill it in AI. Right. And yeah. that, and, and, but there's always going to be the, the craftsman. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. always going to be the need for that. And yeah. people like, need to you get can over do that. both. And that's, What's I can do both. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. And now I'm using AI, but that doesn't mean in six months I, I'm not like, you know what? I want to get back in the studio and shoot yeah. this, this, and that other thing. And, and I will have chronicled this experience as an early AI artist to, to, and what I've been able to create out of early AI because it's going to change. It's going to get more perfect. Mm-hmm. It's going to get more precise. And I think there's beauty in the imperfection. I mean, I think six fingers when they take that away yeah it's pretty fucking cool right it's super bizarre right yeah and like maybe like you know there's beauty in the fact that 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 this and machine perfect. is creating art for the first time in hu- human history this and, is true too right yeah. and 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 that's something to chronicle because if if you, any painting from the renaissance uh-huh is worth millions yeah anyone mm-hmm. what also what's more human than imperfection you yeah, know exactly so weird <laughs> right about it right that's so right. I call it the imperfect perfect. It's amazing. It's perfectly imperfect. And, and, you know, so who knows? Um, But right now I'm really enjoying exercising my brain every single day in a way that I couldn't before. Yeah. And it's getting you even more exposure. So, I mean, might as well go with it. That's the currency. Yeah. There you go. Go with it. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. I really appreciate it, Yeah. Right on. Well, is, did I get to all the board there? I probably not. Oh, probably not, I but think, that's okay. You know what, though? Like, we also called the board. We also see the board. Oh, shit. Yeah. I want to see the board. Show them the board. Let's see. We also okay, call this show justice. We Digress. All right. We social, Digress. Social justice. That will, that's, that's, that's why I want attention. Is I want people to share my point of view that we live in a fucked yeah. up world, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the art collections are all about getting people to wake up yeah so we did talk about that yeah um baltimore horse racing coaching lacrosse we got that yeah i was gonna i was gonna talk horse racing is that is um you know that was something i just posted but yeah well i found it interesting because i saw that and it was the pictures of the women with the you know the big hats and everything and i always think that's like so cool and then i i noticed you know that you were into that like as a kid well, I mean, or I grew when up, you were younger I grew up anyways. across the street from yeah. you know basically churchill downs it was, you know pimlico is the other is there's pimlico belt there's there's the the kentucky derby which happens at churchill downs the preakness which happens at pimlico and then the belmont stakes which happens at belmont well the preakness happened across the street from my house literally and so i grew up around that culture in maryland north county maryland or northern baltimore county is 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 just like, you know, like Kentucky and its horse culture. So there, that was part of every spring, you know, and you couldn't, you couldn't avoid it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and every time you go to the track, me being a young male, seeing bazillion beautiful women in their hats, <laughs> hats and their and amazing so, yeah. dresses. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, I fell in love a million times. You know? yeah. And yeah. that's what those images were like. And yeah. that, that was me, you know, pushing AI to share my beauty. And, yeah. and those are the and types of women that, cool. that I think are beautiful. Yeah. I think that's so. awesome. I did have a text. Somebody was asking how you became so good at composition. 
getting a master's degree in photojournalism and studying, studying the, the best journalists and how they were able to tell a story. You know, the great, the, the thing people don't understand about, about a good photojournalist is that they, they tell these like multi-layered stories in one frame, you know, and, and to understand that composition and those compositional tools that you need to like really layer in a good story is, is, uh, is challenging. It's really fucking hard. And um, I thought I knew composition until I got there. And there's a great story of me, the first class that, that uh, I, you know, the first, so th there were only like 11 people in the grad program, right? In the very first class. And it's all just like fucking ego and like everybody's trying to prove themselves and who's yeah. the badass photographer. Cause like, you know, photographers are solo animals, right? Like we mm -hmm. exist by ourselves. We're like lone wolves. We walk around with our cameras and we're the weird group of people that, you know, love seeing the world through a viewfinder and then you put a bunch of really good photographers in a room and you and you give them all a roll one roll of film we got one this is film by the way yeah. so we got one roll of film 36 pictures and our assignment was go out and tell a picture story like go out and use 36 pictures to tell a story and so we go and we take these pictures and i went to like a local rodeo or some shit and people did this or that and the other thing right and then you had to put up your 36 images up on this chalkboard and this magnetic board and put them up there and the other people in the class pull down the pictures that they don't feel are any good you know and mm -hmm. and you know it's like oh that's yeah it's it's brutal and it's yeah that's <laughs> yeah, like, pretty brutal it's brutal and yeah. you get up there and you and like i remember seeing one of my friends who 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 went out who's now one of the most incredible photojournalists ever and just like realizing right then and there like that i was not the alpha in the room uh -huh. by far <laughs> Yeah, how many other talented people were there? And it was such a motivator because I was like, I almost wanted to throw away my camera, realizing how many talented artists were there, you know, and that that I walked into it thinking that like I was like like I was the man. And I walked out of that room the first week of grad school realizing how much work I had to do. Humble. I was super <laughs> yeah. humble. It was but super that's humbling. Like so good for yeah. artists. Everybody. Oh. You gotta get your ass kicked every once in a while oh, and be like, oh yeah, damn, I a, thought I was the shit. I thought I was the shit. Mm -hmm. And and that was a big slice of humble pie. And yeah. to this day, those photographers are some of the most successful photographers out there. And it was such a good experience because it was like this, you know, concentrated energy of that must have been amazing. It was the best. It was the yeah. best for my career because it was just it was the first time I'd ever been around another photographer. I never had a friend that was a photographer. Yeah. Up to that point. And all of a sudden I have these incredibly talented people that were passionate about the same thing that I was passionate about. And it just was it just was pure growth. You know? So yeah. That's kind of the excitement that I feel right now with AI. It's like I feel pure growth visual growth i don't know where it's going to go but it's 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 growth and i can feel it and i know mm -hmm. that growth is good for an artist absolutely and i wasn't feeling i was growing very much and so yeah i'll take the hate in order to grow yeah who cares oh, everyone's gonna awesome. get hate <laughs> so we got to the board that's pretty good we board. got to the board we did we yeah. did it right on thank, thank you. you so much Paula kicks ass at the thanks board. for having me mm, yeah man. Try. well thank you yeah. all right yeah, that was yeah. awesome I'm done. I did it. I stopped it. Woo! All right. So we're people.